So you mentioned uh, you have a couple dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? I have a Bernadoodle and oh, a bunch of doodle mixes. So I've got three. Yeah, and I have a Bernadoodle, so she's our big girl. And then I've got two littles um, who are like a schnauzer poodle cockapoo mix and then a poodle he's got a ton of he's like an la street dog he's got a lot of stuff in him (laughs) um so he yeah it's it's a good little fluffy bunch poodles that's fun (laughs) an la street dog yeah Uh, i have a bull terrier he's over here sleeping but oh my gosh amazing uh, he lays in my office on his dog bed he has like three dog beds in this house but oh my gosh we have so many dog beds and my husband always laughs and he's just like we need to get another one because he, the small one keeps stealing the big dog's bed. Oh. And I was like, okay, we have beds everywhere. <laughs> yeah, my wife says we need another one for the living room. And I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, we have one in like the basement. We have like a finished basement. We have one in there, yeah. our bedroom, and my office. And she's like, we need one in the living room. And I'm like, he can just lay on the chair. It's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah. And he, and he does, but... Like he doesn't need to be in dog beds in every room, but whatever. for sure, yeah. Uh, my husband is a—he's always aware whenever I'm on podcasts that he like tries his best to like keep them reined in. So, um, fingers crossed. Awesome, yeah. No, and like, I've been on so many calls when like the FedEx guy knocks on the door, and I'm yeah. like, no, yeah. And, and it just—it's just another the next five minutes is just pandemonium. I'm sure you know how that goes, but right, right. Uh, and it's like the most annoying thing when you're like on the phone with someone and like a dog's barking. So I like I completely get it from both sides. I'm like, oh, man, this has got to be so annoying for someone. But yeah, the times I've had to mute myself just while they go wild and we don't have where um, we're located. We don't have like deliveries up to our door. So it's really quiet. And like so on the rare occasion that there is something happening, it's like mayhem <laughs> because they're so not used to it. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh uh, where do you, and where are you right now? So I'm based, actually, it's pretty ambiguous and I like that way. Um, yeah. My business is based in Los Angeles, but I have, um, I expanded to the East Coast. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, at least get it out of your system. Um, I We expanded to the East Coast in 2021. So my East Coast home is in New England. I'm in Vermont. So and that's where I am right now. Um, awesome. But I'll be back in LA in like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, and did you grow up in LA or? No, I'm from the Midwest originally. Oh, yeah. Where at? Uh, I'm from a small town in Northeast Wisconsin. So up, up in the sticks. Oh, wow. Bas- yeah. Basically Canada. <laughs> I'm from the Ohio sticks, but yeah, I've never oh, yeah. been to Wisconsin except for like the airport, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I can imagine it's probably pretty barren, right? It's just kind of. I mean, it's up snow and yeah, lots of lots of that (laughs) stuff. The nice thing is, is I'm not too far from Green Bay, so it's like there is some sense of life. If you're up by like the North North Woods, um, there's not a whole lot there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm from like you know corn cornfields and cornfields. Yeah, exactly. People driving tractors to school, like that's how I grew up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, same thing. Uh, Yeah. Is that where you live now? Are you in Ohio still? I'm in Ohio, but not in my small town where I grew up. I'm in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Uh, which, you know, I used to live in L.A. That's what I was, I was going to say. Oh, I no, wait, where? Los Angeles, uh, Culver City. So, oh, yeah. I was like, our last place is in Baldwin Hills. Yeah. I lived in Culver City for a couple years. And actually, right when I moved there, I lived... I'm trying to think. I guess it was technically like Inglewood, but like yeah. it was very close to the airport. Um, yeah. I know there's like 50 Sepulvedas in LA for some oh, reason. Oh, like probably uh, <laughs> like by like Westchester or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh very close to 
Howard Hughes Center. So right mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess yeah. would technically be like Westchester area. Yeah. And it, it's up and coming in that area now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, uh, so I lived there for a couple of years. That's where I went to college and I moved back because I didn't have any money. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> and I was just like, like well, I can't us. afford rent here. <laughs> but uh, no, so well, obviously, like on your website, California weddings all over the place. So I figured yeah. you were either from there or you live there now. But yeah, uh, yeah I just miss like the weather, not the uh, traffic, but I miss the weather. Well, that's the thing. I was so funny. I was talking to another um, gal who's based on the East Coast here who had come back from San Francisco. Um, she's originally from the East Coast. That's why she came back. But she spent like 12 years in San Francisco. And it's funny. We were talking about like what we miss about being there, but then like trying not to take advantage of like what we were <laughs> craving here. And it's like the whole reason I did this like expansion and like having to like look like locales is really I wanted balance and I was like okay I love the chaos of my life in LA but I also love that I'm up on the side of mountain and have like an insane view and no neighbors so it's a nice little retreat um so really just trying to find the balance between the two but (laughs) we were talking that like sometimes it's hard to forget like why you left certain places when you're really missing the things that you love about it I agree completely. Like there were definitely times where I was like, why did I move? And I was like, did I like really screw up? And I remember being like, (laughs) what an idiot I am. Like literally just thinking like that was like a major life decision and you're and you just left. And I I, but I remember at the time being like it was like a no brainer. I'm like time to go back. And I I don't know why. But I was like, why did I do that? Which now I can't imagine like having stayed there. Like I have a family now and stuff. But like, oh, yeah, that's that. I completely agree. But I was going to ask. uh so your hometown in Wisconsin, how far was it from Chicago? Um, Probably like four-ish hours. Oh, okay. Like, because I'm like two, just over two to Madison or like two and a half-ish to Milwaukee. So like, it just depends like on traffic really. Yeah. Like between Milwaukee and Chicago, how chaotic it is and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's funny, I have like family in Chicago and a number of friends and like oddly a number of clients who are based there so um i'm in chicago frequently same i've never shot a wedding there but i feel like i have Mm. so many couples that are like we live here but you know i'm from cincinnati so we're gonna get married there like that happens a decent amount Uh, yeah but i i kind of have this i guess it's not really a theory but it's like you're either like an la person not you but like everyone is like either la chicago or new york like it's just kind of their vibe Uh Uh like I'm like West Coast all the way. Just yeah. I went there. I did a wedding in Orange County a couple months ago, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Like I just feel at home here. It's so comfortable. Like yeah. I just feel so comfortable. The the industry there is just so different too because the seasons are longer. Like you get Mm -hmm. to work year round. I mean, it's notorious for having this like insane light. So there is something just like so special about California weddings because they have their very own like aesthetic to it. Um, But yeah, it's, it's nice. I'm really liking having both building out the east coast which really my east coast market is new york i'm not really working in new england i just this is where we decided to live um 
I have an occasional like inquiry for here, but not too many. But um, I like having the balance. And very early on in my photography business, I was super lucky to kind of get roped into some destination weddings. So destinations started really early on in my career. Um, so it's always been infused and been a part of like my business. So having the expansion wasn't really that like off point or like off brand. So it's nice to like have, I've kind of, it, it's gotten to the point where it used to be kind of, you know, 75% of my weddings were California and then it kind of went down to 50. And now like, I'm like 25 ish, 25 to 30% are in California. And then, you know, a handful in New York, I've got a number in the Midwest and then, um, I've, I've done international. So it's, it's kind of all over the place, which I really enjoy because I, I really personally love travel. So, um, making it a part of my work is really nice. So yeah, some people like love it. Some people hate it. Some people are like, I want to do you know, half and half, a uh, handful mm-hmm. a year. But uh, so you mentioned you started out, you were lucky starting out doing destination weddings. Where, I guess, was like the first destination wedding you did? Where'd you go? Well, I mean, this is a unicorn. <laughs> um, my first destination wedding, well, actually, it's weird because technically it would have been probably anywhere in the U.S. that, you know, people were bringing me to. But I guess like according to like destination, quote unquote, destination weddings, they have to take place, I think, like three hours from where your like home base is. I think that's oh, what qualifies like a, it. There's like a definition. There's a definition. <laughs> you know, like if you're going to get public published in like destination I do or something I'm sure they have like parameters at what qualifies or if like you're bringing people so there were a number of ones all over the states just because I had had networks like just from life um but my first destination like real destination wedding was in Geneva Switzerland which was really amazing yeah and and really really fun and beautiful and unlike actually any wedding I've still done to date which was really nice because the couple was British but she grew up um in Switzerland and um it was just really, really lovely to like see the customs and traditions and like what was important to them. And um, it just very, very different than uh, anything I'd been to. So it still ranks up there with really memorable uh, wedding for me. I feel like you never hear anyone talk about like Switzerland weddings. You know what I mean? Like mm. Swiss weddings. And I've just every picture I've ever seen of Switzerland. I'm like, oh, I want to go there. Like every Absolutely. like it's not even a question. Oh, yeah, it's man. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you beautiful. mean by unicorn. That's a, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, was, I, I wasn't it's a expecting hard, Switzerland. I was going to say it's a hard standard to like have that be the first and have everything go against that. But I've been I've been super lucky. I've shot, you know, obviously Switzerland. I've shot in France. You know, I've been Hawaii, all over the states. Like it's it's uh, really fun. So anytime anyone's like, oh, this is what we're thinking. I'm like, sign me up. Like anywhere I haven't been is where I want to go. Is there anywhere? What's I guess what's next on your book or what's not what's planned for like weddings, but like what is a place that you're like, I just want to shoot here so bad. Like Copenhagen. It's what's on the top of the- Copenhagen. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Denmark is the My- uh, happiest country in the world, right? I know. It's like, it's interesting because usually you don't think that when it's associated with a really cold climate too, like they, you wouldn't normally 
associate that, but um, I think it's just so structurally interesting and something that like I'm really inspired by is like architecture, design. Um, I lived in London for a while and I just, I love um, the feeling of that city. I love like straight edges, minimalism, any Scandinavian type design, I just really, really love. Um, so I would just it'd be a dream to go and create something there. I have a workshop series that actually travels and I'm like trying to figure out how I can selfishly choose locations that I want to go to, but that other people will still want to come with me. So um, that's on my bucket list for sure. And then a few, few venues in Spain, um, New Zealand. I've had New Zealand on my list for a while only because it was supposed to be my honeymoon and we got married oh. almost we we got married almost 6 years ago and still haven't taken our honeymoon. So, um it's been canceled three different times because of COVID and other life situations. Oh, wow. So, um holding out holding out for that one. Yeah, definitely got everyone I know who's gone to New Zealand says it's like amazing. Like unreal. Their favorite place in the world, a lot of them say. Yeah, I mean, that's where I would assume the happiest people are because they're just like yeah. so grounded and so um, just like excited about their country and like yeah. have so much like pride and are just really, I don't know, I'm I'm excited to go when I finally do. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think I just read somewhere that Denmark was voted happiest country, like, like they're frequently voted happiest country. Because they take care of their people. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say like, yeah, I read something like their, their taxes are super high, but they all get like free education. So they're just like, happy. Free education, they don't have to worry about free it. Healthcare, healthcare. Yeah. all the things. Like when you're like, old, they take care of you. Like, yeah. yeah you don't have to stress about it. It's just, for sure. that's why they're so happy. Yeah, exactly. When you, it's like, I guess, when did you first start like photography? Like, like, I guess, when did you first pick up a camera and you were like, Hey, this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was given my first camera when I was going to summer camp by my mom. Um, my mom was an art teacher. So I've, we've always, my sister and I have always been involved in just like creative, mm -hmm. you know, fun camps and jobs and all of that good stuff. Um, but I think I was given my first camera when I went to summer camp and since then kind of always hooked. I was like just a sucker for checking the envelope where it said free doubles, you know, like when you're like sending your film off, I was so excited to always, to always have, um, those come back to me. And I think of my friends, even like through, like middle school and all that kind of stuff, I always had, I always brought a camera with. I wouldn't say I was any good, but like I always just like took random photos of things. Um, and then lucky enough, the photo program, I went to University of Minnesota for my undergrad and the photo program there was really, really amazing. However, they didn't have a photo major. So it was kind of like a weird um, oxymoron of like having this state of the art dark room, like unreal um but really couldn't pursue it as a main thing so what's nice is I was in the college of liberal arts and they had my junior year they had just developed this specialized um degree where you could like petition to have like create your own major right so mm -hmm. I actually because I have a history and like and love of fashion I was like okay I want to do design retail merchandising and photography so that's what I made my major be um I thought it was like super well-rounded I'm like I'd be able to get into fashion a number of different ways um and all that stuff but the degree like 
it wasn't until I was in college that I realized I was like, oh, I really kind of want to do something. And then when I was told, oh, we don't have a major, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way like this is, we're going to find a way. So, um, yeah, super lucky to have been in that program. Um, and then I actually got my master's in fine art photography at Brooks Institute. Um, so that was, that was another, I am like, what one photo degree just isn't enough. Like, you know, go, (laughs) go back for the terminal degree and it almost killed me, I swear. Um, so I got my master's in 2012 and that was with the intention. I actually was going to go the collegiate route. I was going to teach, um, and all that kind of stuff. And then my wedding business actually started while I was in school and took off. So I never went the teaching route. I feel like every story I hear from like the creatives in the wedding industry, it's all it's always just kind of like, well, it just happened, and then I did it. I, like that happens to everyone. Like, totally. Not many plan to like do this, and then it just ha- like. Yeah, you know I always I mean? it's say, never like a goal. It just kind of happens. <laughs> I always say it chose me. Like it happened yeah. by accident. I wasn't like fully pursuing anything. I had a part-time job where actually I started as a planner. So I had a part-time job um, working for a planner. And then because my friends were like, oh, you work in weddings. Oh, you take photos. Like they put it together and they're like, will you shoot our wedding? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess. I like charged like $400 and thought it was yep. a really good, good deal. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of snowballed. That's another one. Snowball is the word I use, I think, on my uh, – or I, so I told someone the other day, and I was just like, yeah, it, just, it literally just snowballs. And then you're like, oh, I guess I could do this. Uh, yeah. And then it almost always starts with our friends, right? Our friends like, hey, you have a camera. <laughs> I always said, I'm like, as soon as, it, as soon as it turned from friends and friends of friends to strangers, like, sending mm-hmm. me a note saying that they've seen something or, like, whatever, I was like, oh, maybe I have something here. And then – Truthfully, like I didn't feel confident in myself as like a being able to have a business. I always thought this is going to be like my side gig. Like this is always going to be my side thing. Like I don't know that I am savvy enough to pull this off like on my own. Um, so for me, I always I I did not take myself seriously for a very long time. Like talking probably like five six years into shooting weddings, I still really didn't consider myself a wedding photographer. Like because I always had other things going on. I worked in, um, I actually opened the flagship uh gallery Leica Gallery in Hollywood. Um, oh, so wow. I worked I worked for Leica for two years and. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always done different things and always had multi, you know, different, different income streams that made it feel like photography wasn't my main thing. So when I really just decided to go full time and like go all in, um, that's, you know, when it became real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I was a slow burn in, in the wedding photography, um, industry and now I'm making up for lost time, I guess. And what happens is I feel like people are always hesitant to like, like the creative industry, we always like don't give it the respect it deserves because it's like, oh, I do photography. Oh, that's not a real job though. You know what I mean? Definitely our parents, at least like that gen next, that generation uh, above us, they tend to be like, well, like it's not a quote real job. You know what I mean? 
I have to tell it's you, so my, annoying. <laughs> my dad, for the longest time, it's so funny. He passed a few years ago, but I, and I, I so wish like he could see where I'm at now. I mean, even just like the financial standpoint. Yeah. Of yeah. Things. That's what I always think about. Because like for me, like even in the beginning, I feel like he was always very supportive. And because my mom was a creative, she was always like, you can do whatever you want. Um, But he was like a teacher and like very just kind of by the book and old school yeah. and um, he'd always, anytime we'd have a call or like we'd be catching up or, or whatever, he'd be like, so like, how's it going? Like, how's, how, how are your weddings? Like, are you booking? Are you able to pay your bills? <laughs> like what's going on type of thing. And then I think slowly over time, he kind of was always just pleasantly surprised that I was doing yeah. great. And it's not that he didn't have faith in me, but I think it, he just like couldn't wrap his head around um, the idea of like making me, a living. doing me, it. Yeah. yeah. And making more money than like, other people like mm-hmm. in career jobs you know like rarely and it's funny I've come across a number of people too that n- rarely do a lot of like wedding photographers or videographers or even like people in the industry have degrees in what their specialty is m- let alone multiple but like I really like this is all I've done so it's funny because I essentially have had a career in this um it's just like unconventional I'm not getting you know paid by a corporation or you know something like that but um it's it's been wild yeah whenever at some point let's i don't know how many years or whatever like if you if you are let's say you're like "Eh, i don't want to shoot weddings anymore you can go right into teaching no problem absolutely and I, I mean, nice. I'm, I've always been the person that needs options because yeah. I'm ADD and I ha- get distracted very easily. I like, so I. um, yeah, I like having a number of things that keep my interest. I think I've always been a little bit multi-passionate in a lot of different ways. Um, so for me, I've always known that I have that, you know, that MFA and, uh, credential to, to be able to apply to, uh, you know, any, any university or any art school or anything like that. I could, I could easily walk into one of those spaces. But the great thing too, is that a lot of those spaces don't really like respect weddings in the sense of like the same art form. I know what you mean. So I was the black sheep in my MFA program and pretty much just got like destroyed for two and a half years. And it was always because my work was too pretty like that was that was like always the complaint is that it was too pretty and it was what does that such... even mean exactly i was like oh because i'm not like this dark and tortured it's artist it's like yeah <laughs> i i don't have this like awful like backstory behind it like i don't know what you need from me like you obviously need some like dark and twisted like history here and i i sorry i can't give it to you yeah, um, sorry it's I'm not like, a I've, lonely I've, man sitting yeah. on a park bench <laughs> i've lived a pretty cookie cutter life um so for me it was one of those things where i was like i was always so annoyed that that was the criticism and in the end i realized i was like oh people like in the art world like especially in education and academia don't really like consider wedding photography as like an art form first of all but they also just think it's kind of a cop out and i find it so interesting because 
so many people can go and take a photo anywhere of anything or set up like any person can teach themselves to be a studio photographer. It takes a certain personality to survive in weddings. And I think if not everybody can hack it. And I think it takes a very special person to be able to not only be able to capture a day for a family, but juggle the family dynamics, be able to be a therapist, and also still somehow be creative so that you're doing your job. And it's like, okay, I'm also running, I'm not running a timeline because I work with planners, but like you're mindful of, okay, I now have seven minutes to get this. And it's like this forced creativity. So I find it so ironic that like the wedding industry in the art form sense is not really as respected as maybe others. Um, So I kind of turned it on my head. I traded my MFA essentially for in-person workshops and in in 2021, the end of 2021, I launched my own workshop series. And I was like, I'm going to do hands-on, in-person education for people who want to learn because that's how I learn best too. And um, I was like, I don't, I don't need that setting. I can do this. And to your point, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to shoot weddings forever. So for me, it's like, I love having this and developing this early so that when I get to the point of wanting to scale back or wanting to just stop altogether, I have this option. I could go the school route. I could, I have a number of different things that like, you know, I'll be able to um, turn to that are already substantial and like up and running in the meantime. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have those options. Yeah, I love that. People who depend on like weddings alone and are shooting volume, it always makes me nervous because I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, what happens if like I had back surgery in 2021. I'm like, what happens if something happens and you can't do that anymore? I'm like, there's just so many, I think having the importance of having a few streams of income, I think is really nice in our industry. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Like navigating a wedding day itself is like, that takes practice and experience. Like, I mean, obviously I don't have to tell you, but like a lot of people don't get that. A lot of other, no one gets it. Why do photography? And, I, and it's been years ago, but like, you know, when I was starting out, I remember someone was like, I was like, hey, who's your photographer, you know? And they're like, oh, so-and-so. He does like nature photography. He's amazing. And I'm just like, he probably like, is at shooting deer people? and owls, but he doesn't know how to navigate a wedding day. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. Even, and when I get second shooters, like I have my favorites now, but like, oh, I'm I just know. like, hey, like your work looks good, but like, have you done how are, yeah. five weddings? Have you done 20 weddings? Right. Have you never, like, because... Uh, just like wedding etiquette itself is one thing, mm-hmm. but then navigate and just being like, well, you have to be there and then over here, but also I need to change my lens and then get my audio ready for this. Like I've done it so much and done it alone so much that I'm yeah. like, I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I just like, I don't know. Sometimes people are probably like, Oh, like I've had second shooters be like, Oh wow. You do like, I don't do that this way. And I'm like, I don't know. I just go, You're go, like, go. I, I do it. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> the way it's I kind do of second it. And nature. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You probably, you sound the same as me to where it's like, I'm just type A enough to be like, okay, if nothing of my second shooter, like if their cards go bad or yes, if nothing turns out, way. I have the entire wedding covered. Like yep. I feel completely confident that I am shooting every single element 
at, at least like I'm like even if I just get five decor shots, I know that that will be enough to yeah. fill the gap of of if everything that my supplemental like photography um like uh, assistants or shooters or anything if if for some reason it all goes bad, I've got it covered. I'm just crazy that way and you sound yeah. uh you cra- sound similar literally i think the same i'm not even kidding like i the exact same way i think to myself on the wedding day i'm like yeah because if let's say i'm like well not even if the card goes bad let's say i'm like man these shots are awful like mm. i can't i don't i don't i'm not gonna deal with that so i'm like i'm at least i'm basically shooting it solo in my mind to where i'm like yeah, i'm gonna absolutely. set myself up later for success not failure that's exactly how i think same thing. I it's it's in the end of the day, I know that I've gotten everything I needed and anything that I've brought those people on for will be bonus. Like and if it's amazing, then I'm thrilled. And if it's not, like if it's somebody new that I'm testing out or like whatever, then lesson learned and I know I still got it. Like I'm not worried. I have one wedding coming up that actually um, is giving me some anxiety in the sense that I'm bringing in additional photographers like that I'm footing the bill for because I want my peace of mind Um, because and like as as you just like continue to grow as a business, it's like you are the business owner. You have to make the calls on like what will set you up for the best like success in that event. And for this one in particular, because of the timeline, I know that I'm going to be pulled with the like couple for the majority of the day and I'm like I literally just want to bring somebody in who can nail details like you don't need to shoot anything else all day long you just have to get all of the decor like every angle all the things like whatever so I'm bringing people in that can be supplemental and supportive in that way because this is one that I'm just like oh it's gonna be tight like will I still probably get everything yes but like i can't i can't this this one i can't bank on it so for me it's like oh okay i'm just gonna bring more bodies in like so that 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 i trust that um i can i can rely on to help like that risk is so great for it to you know i'm saying like i'm always thinking like oh this risk far outweighs the rewards so like i can't have that happen so like mm-hmm. exact same thing. So I did like a, a private residence tinted wedding. Uh, yeah, it was last June, I think. And timeline was pretty crazy. And also it was ex- it was just going to be an awesome wedding. And I was like, but they didn't book another shooter. I was going to shoot it alone. I probably physically could have done it alone, but I hired Ugh. someone else because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not so going to stress about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I was like, I don't know how, I don't even well, we know. We just have a lot more gear it. too, which is, you know, we I have know. audio, but yeah, I don't know. I like uh, and I was just like, I'm not going to stress about it. Cause that's one thing I've no. learned in the last, I don't know, five years is like peace of mind to me. You really can't even put a price on it. Trumps everything. It just trumps everything. And honestly, similar to you, like it's probably so worth that small little kick of whatever fee that they're going to charge you to come on and help you to yeah. have that peace of mind rather than getting on the other end, having that extra thousand dollars or whatever it is, but like feeling like, oh shoot, I messed up. And yeah. like, I wish I had this. I never want to put myself in a position where when I'm working, I'm going to say down the road, oh, I really wish I would have done that instead of skimp. Like I'd rather over overcompensate yep, all day long. And that's like a, what a good business owner should do. And that's how they should think in my opinion. Because again, let's say, let's say that I didn't hire that photographer. 
or sorry, video, my second shoot. Let's say I didn't hire them and I missed this shot and that shot and that shot. And then I just like, uh, I couldn't do it. I was alone. Like that's not, it's just like not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like the couple's paying me a lot of money. It's not, what's a little bit more for me to do this to make sure it's done correctly. That that's how I see it. So Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like stresses me out just thinking about not. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I'm like people like videographers and photographers. This is the stuff that we have literal nightmares about where you're you're waking up in the middle of the night, like in a panic that something messed up because you so don't want it to happen. (laughs) Like you don't want it to happen that badly that it's literally waking you up at night. Yeah, I some people tell me they have like nightmares and stuff before the night before a wedding. I, I don't usually like ever. Uh, and I'm very, very calm the day, like the day of the wedding. I'm never like mm-hmm. stressed about a wedding, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Like I just am not, uh, it's like my demeanor, but every so often, and it's never the night before a wedding. It's just randomly. Mm. Uh, I will have like the dream of like, all oh, the ceremonies starting right now. And my and cameras are in my bag. 100%. Which like makes oh, no yeah. sense. Like why they would be in there, but it would never uh, happen, but it happens in your dreams. Yeah. I'm like, as long as it stays in the nightmare and doesn't happen in real yeah. life, whatever. I thought about this earlier, um, and I wasn't gonna say it, but you mentioned we mentioned like uh, how, like uh, like the photography, it's like a hobby, it's not a real job. Mm. I don't know if you've seen The Fablemans. Have you seen it? Oh, we just watched it this week. Oh wow. Okay, so I watched it um actually for the E3, uh, holiday party in uh Atlanta. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't there for that. I watched it like literally I watched at the theater by myself and then 20 minutes later went to dinner with people and then we went to the party. So like I literally watched it like an hour before. Oh, my that God. Started. How did you not have time to process that? <laughs> well, because I was like, I want to see this movie. And right when it, yeah. and again, this was like, when was this? Beginning of December, right? So it like wasn't really playing anywhere, but I was in Atlanta, like a major city and it was playing and yeah. I was like, yes. So, and it was playing like a, a mile from my hotel and I was Great. like, perfect. And I planned Easy. it and I was like, by the time this is over, cause I used to work at a movie theater, but like, so I know like trailer times, credit times. Oh yeah, like, all the things, times depending, on, of, depending yeah. on an AMC versus a whatever. My yeah. husband works in film too, so okay, like, yeah. we get it. <laughs> yeah, we and I'm like a film movie. nerd on top of that, yeah, so. Yeah, we used to do morning <laughs> movie dates every Sunday and go to a yeah. movie every Sunday morning. So it's like, we, we have, we're we well-versed in, in trailer yeah. times. Well, cause and I, we go to the movies all the time. I'm going to the movies tonight, actually. Uh, but like, a lot of people don't know like the runtime, like the credits yeah. opening and, and or they're included in the run. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, by the time. And I was like, there's not going to be an end credit scene for this movie. I was like, we're good. I remember telling people, I just saw the Fablemans because I wanted to talk about it because it was awesome. And everyone was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't popular then yet. Now it's like nominated for an Oscar. And by the time right. this episode drops, the Oscars will have already happened. But like, yeah, uh, I hope it wins. But no, in there, obviously, Paul Dano, he totally dismisses it he, he, yeah like th- throughout Completely the whole movie dismisses really it. until the very end he's just like well like it's you know we, right now there are more things that are more important than your hobby and yeah he, he tells yeah. his son multiple Ugh. times like yeah it's a hobby, hobby. His, yeah at one point you know his son is like it's not a hobby and but there's you know plenty of reasons i guess for that generation to be like uh like not understand that's, that's kind of like with uh like if I like a 16 year old now was like, I'm going to be like a YouTuber or like an influencer. There is sort of that eye rolly like, okay, mm, mm-hmm. come on. But like they could do it. You know what I mean? People can do it. And uh, they I make so much money. Yeah. Like, TikTokers kind of be, are making bank. I was never really taught this, but I've always kind of thought it myself as like never like 
put down someone else's profession. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, you work well, at so and so. Like I just never put down someone's profession. That's the thing. Is like you don't know like what the link is. Like maybe it's like a family like tradition. Maybe it's a family business. Like you you just never know like what got people to where they are. Um, so I know what I would never be able to do. Like the idea of sitting in an office for me, just because of my personality, I I would be fired <laughs> like yeah. immediately. Um, so I just know, but thank God there are people that can do those jobs. And I just feel like there's such a balance and there's a place for everybody. And like, you know, I honestly more so applaud people for doing what they actually like rather than what they think that they're going to like should do or like what their parents would like them to do. Or, you know, if they have the guts to actually pursue something that is untraditional or, you know, all of these like teenagers who are making money on TikTok or YouTube. And it's like, dude, they're like these entrepreneurs at like 14 years old and they're setting themselves up and they're not going to have the college debt that, you know, I had because I went to get two degrees because it was expected of me and, you know, all these things. So I don't know. I feel like jobs in a sense are just like, so it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think the, the moral is, uh, you know, of all of this, it's just like, it, it's just so important to do something you like because, yeah. you know, I, as cheesy as that saying is, I, which I don't even, what is it? Like you do something you love, but you don't work a day in your life or whatever. Yep. Like not to that extent, but like it really does allow you to build a career and it really does allow you to sustain a, a good amount of time in something rather than jumping around from interest to interest um, and never really fully building something. Because as you know, it takes time to establish establish yourself in this industry. I mean, I, I, like I said, I wasn't taking myself seriously for the first five or six years, but it really wasn't until year like 10 that I started like getting my groove and like really understanding my potential and my value really. I, I do tell people a lot. I'm like, I know way more now than I even did like last year. And last year I thought the same way. You know what I mean? Like last year I was like, I know so much more than it. But even a year from now, I'm going to be like, I thought I had it all figured out last year. And like, I'm always like, oh, I I didn't even think it like, I don't know. Always learning. That's that's the thing. Always learning. But I think creative crafts and like creative, you know, careers are – are different than like something that like doesn't change like accounting doesn't change like that's something that like unless um you know unless you're a math teacher in elementary school where all of a sudden math changed for a hot minute like accounting doesn't accounting doesn't change like that's something that like is you know kind of by the book and for you know generations whereas creative like careers it's like you're constantly having to keep up with whatever's new like the newest mirrorless cameras the newest you know whatever tools you know all that kind of stuff so for me it's like i i think it'd be silly to think that you're ever done like you're just constantly evolving and like choosing to decide how much of it or where you want to put your emphasis. Like, you know, I grew up as a film shooter. So like for me, my undergraduate, I was in a dark room for four, four and a half years. Um, so 
integrating film into my wedding days is important into my work it's important just because I love it but it also is just a totally different process and like understanding like how I need to function on a wedding day and that I need someone there just to roll my film like that's their only role like they're not shooting they're just there to like hold my film camera Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean just adapting figuring out the things that you want to focus on but never done like I'm never done like I, I feel like there's always something new that I'm like, oh, this year I should really do this <laughs> like, or change yeah. things up, you know? You mentioned like kids doing, like do something that you like, don't do. Mm. I remember being in like high school and just as like a freshman and sophomore, and but kind of being like pressured almost as like, well, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And I'm like, I don't yeah. know, I'm like 16. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? I, f- I felt that way even in college. Yeah. I uh, That's what I'm saying is like my junior year in college, like I was going to drop out and I was going to go to like a Veda hair school because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Well, and I was like, I'm, wasting, like, I don't know I'm wasting a lot of money. I'm yeah. wasting a lot of money to not know what I want because a photo degree isn't an option. So like, what am I doing? And then that little specialized thing came in in the nick of time. <laughs> Like, I just remember being like, wow, I, guess, I feel like I was like pressured to, uh, you got to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. a teenager. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. Like 16 <laughs> yeah. year olds are dumb. Like they shouldn't know what they're Truly. supposed to do. You know what Truly. I mean? Like most 16 year olds have no idea like what's going yeah. on. Uh, so, I mean, I, I was a dumb 16 year old in terms of like, I didn't know anything about the world. I lived in small town, Ohio, and I, like same. I had no idea. It's the same so, type of thing. Yeah. If I could go back, I would say like, hey... <laughs> If I go back and talk to like high school kids, I'd just be like, you'll figure it out. Like, and, yeah. and now there are way more options than there were, you know, 15 years ago when I graduated high school. So, and I feel like too, there's this really like, I think great, um, wave of people who realize that college isn't the route for them yeah. and that they're going into a trade or that they're going into something else. And I think it's really nice to see that there are just like you said so many more options and like it's not frowned upon it's not like frowned upon to go do you know associate somewhere in 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 a specialized thing like that's actually like those people are going to make a lot of money because they're specialized so you know there there's just options and and to your point i always think it's funny i heard this somewhere where it was like okay you're we're asking 18 year olds to like choose what to do with their lives but literally weeks earlier they had to ask permission to go to the bathroom in high school and it's like okay all of a sudden it's like they graduate from high school and now they have to make all of these like important decisions no way that's like way too much pressure it's like somehow weirdly set up to to like make them fail in a way it's like Mm. oh you're 18 like your brain isn't fully formed yet. <laughs> you better make yeah. the most important decisions of your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I also remember, I don't remember if it was my dad that said this. I feel like it, I think it was, but like something like, especially again, that generation, I feel like I'm being hard on the, on the Gen Xers, but like, uh, I feel like. I was like, my parents are boomers. So okay. they're all... like, well, like, well, I mean, both are like similar in terms of like, I remember kind of hearing, oh, well, it's your job. You're not supposed to like it. You, you know, you work to work and you hard. work for your you family. You work hard. Yeah. Right. And again, I think that's also why we were like pressured from like kind of pushed down from that ge- those generations when you're like 17, 18, like time to start getting it. Because when they graduated high school or, or a lot of them dropped out of high school because it wasn't even important then at all. But like you get a job when you're 18 and you work 
till you're 60. <laughs> like, that's the that's the thing. My dad walked into to a teaching job and he was like set for life. Like that was just like his path. He actually because he was one of the few male teachers that had graduated, um he when they were pulling for like Vietnam and stuff like that, he was exempt because they wanted to keep men in teaching positions and i was like that's wild you didn't have to go to war because you were a history teacher like this is kind of ironic but um yeah it was it was nuts and you know then you just you put in your 40 years and then you retire and you know maybe have 10 to 15 20 years left of your life and fingers crossed it's healthy and you can go enjoy yourself you know and i do think that a lot of those generations stayed in the same job for 40 years is because again their parents and grandparents were part of like the depression or were like a lot of people were poor and lost a lot of money like stock market crash like it was like job security you know what i mean so i think like unions part of unions that they were just used to being a part of something and like you stuck it out that's because they were taught that and now we're taught that and it's just it's like, you know, breaking the mold for the next generation and about the, the teacher thing, like public school teachers should be, I mean, obviously this isn't a hot take, should be paid way more. Public school doesn't cost anything, but like they should be paid way more. And I think like college should be like so much cheaper than it is. And I think honestly, like college professors should be paid like less. Like I would take from that it's, and give to yeah public, you know what I'm saying? It's and an it's interesting, just, yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic because I think the the weird part of it is there's a disconnect because in order to get jobs in order to get be competitive i know at least like like my generation like in order to be competitive people were like entering the workforce in 2008 when it was like that huge recession and like mm-hmm. everyone was so everyone was like going back to get masters and like all these kind of things so it's like it got to the point where if you were applying for a job and you didn't have a masters like you weren't even like considered yeah and um sorry i'm like no, there's a little, <laughs> a little dog bark there and the, they want to be a part of this conversation um so yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a weird disconnect because they require all of this stuff to get these like higher jobs but like the preface and like all of the work to get them to this point like isn't funded and it's like not like it's it's just it's backwards it is the whole thing is backwards um and as a daughter (laughs) as a daughter of educators public school educators i'm a huge advocate for them getting all of the money um and yeah and 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 help and uh you know mental like mental health like support in in these situations because some of these schools like it's you don't know what you're up against you're and and people and teachers like the the length that they go to provide for their students like beyond just the lesson plan like people are buying people clothes and like stuff like that so it's just um yeah it's it's definitely backwards What's like your go-to, because I'm sure you shoot medium format on a wedding day, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever take a 35 with you on a wedding day? 35 million? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I have a, um, I have a contact six, four, five for my medium format. I shoot 120 on that. And then my contacts N one for 35, um, uh, millimeters. So I'm shooting both contacts, but I grew up, uh, on 35 millimeters. So yeah. my first was a Minolta, um, from the seventies. Uh, that was my first like film camera. That was like a legit film camera. Like the mm-hmm. first one that I was given, I think when I went to summer camp was an Olympus that had like that little slide front, which like, if you find them on ebay now they're like vintage collector things um really should have kept that and um yeah so i mean i've i've run the gamut in minolta i've uh in college i was shooting in canon film cameras and then my digital gear is canon now still too um but yeah i've kind of i have one like a camera and it's just kind of i just like playing around with it if you were walking on the street and you had one camera to take what would you take film camera film camera um well now i guess i'd probably take my 35 millimeter like if it's just like for fun like Mm -hmm. vacation i'd probably take the 35 millimeter a because i'm gonna get more per roll like you're getting 36 exposures rather than 16 Mm -hmm. um it's a little bit lighter and the lens that i use on that one is a 24 to 85 so i've range um so i'd probably take that one i mean i'd like to say i'd take my contacts but that thing is just so heavy that like just casually carrying it around isn't isn't like realistic yeah um but then my other little point shoot travel camera i have a leica deluxe and then um so that's really easy super small like fit in your bag uh type thing um but i've i've also just carried like my mirrorless like i've I have a big enough purse where I could like put it on the bottom and like it would be fine um if I if I'm not you know schlepping around too much to where it's going to be like outrageous but probably film camera n1 they're just like cool the click <laughs> the yeah I was gonna say the click is so much more satisfying so I think the best way I can describe them they're just cool thank you so much for having me I hope this is like super successful for you Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on too and taking time. Bye. Bye.